double fist punch you, you salt-eating monster. <laughs> Just the aggressive double fisting to the face is incredible. <laughs> Captain's Pod, Stardate 81, 22, 23.1. Welcome aboard the Starships Enterprise, and thank you for joining us as we take a brief shortly from the world of cinema since to enjoy the universe of Star Trek. I'm your Captain Ian Whittington, and with me as always, she was happily living in a cave, eating rocks until Starfleet found her. It's Ambassador Danae. They were delicious. What was your favourite one? Which flavour? Amethyst. The amethyst ones, they, do they taste like purple? Yeah, I mean, if purple is a flavour you can describe. Mm-hmm. It's like a burning sensation mixed with uh, Pop Rocks. That sounds like something else. I did watch your daughter point at some moss and say, what would happen if I ate that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, it's so fun. She she was walking to my parents' front door and there was a crack in the sidewalk where some moss is growing and she stops, looks at it. She goes, thank God this is my daughter. She says, can mm-hmm. I touch that? I was, thank you for asking. Go for it. So then she went from touching it and like being curious about it to like, yeah, wanting to experience its flavor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think she asked, what does it taste like? And I believe you responded, dirt. Yeah, (laughs) I said dirt, probably. Yeah. I don't know if I'm too literal sometimes. Maybe I should play along. But I think that's a, I think honesty in that situation is, is best because I had friends that ate worms and banana skins. And I'm like, what are you guys trying to prove? Like, what are you seven-year-old shitheads trying to prove? <laughs> I don't know if they were seven. That sounds like an 11-year-old thing to do. Yeah, I was going to... In my brain, I'm thinking, at seven, is it on purpose? Or is that more mm. just a... I think I can... I think this is edible. Well, let's just find out. <laughs> I think this is fine. I'm really, really hungry. Yeah, kids are weird. Anyway, we're not here to talk about kids. We're here to do some more Star Trek, as this is a semi-festive episode. And that's probably the first and only reference to Christmas that we'll need. So let's do some emails. Wait, hold... (laughs) You said we're doing a Christmas episode and then you're just going to no, transition I mean, to email? I just, yeah, I just backpedaled immediately. I wanted to acknowledge that it was Christmas, but now I really don't want to acknowledge that it's Christmas. So this will come out Wednesday. So it's actually coming out on December the 27th. Happy so, Merriness, everyone. Happy Festivus, everybody. I hope you've had an outstanding Christmas. I hope you watched lots of Star Trek. What's your go-to Christmas episode for Star Trek, everybody? That would have been a great thing to find out ahead of time. But let us know, and hey, we'll we'll read it out in the new year, I guess. Any any other festive wishes to Ambassador? <laughs> Ian, this is the perfect time to ask what your favorite first of the year episode is, so that we can do, like. No, 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 because that episode has already been recorded. So that <laughs> the first of the year episode, we've already recorded it. So we should have done that, but we we can't. So okay, 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 okay. I got a new plan. Uh-huh. What's your favorite? valentine day oh what's your favorite uh-huh. love episode of star trek uh surprise the second candle wasn't i was asking, episode. I was asking yeah. the audience oh no. okay audience okay so ready to be read out on wednesday the the episode that comes out on wednesday the 10th of january what's your favorite valentine's lovey episode of star trek we, we're asking in advance so you have plenty of time to think yes. about it because there is a chance that your answer will result in the us having to watch it absolutely i mean when does that episode february february 14th you won't believe this february 14th is a wednesday 
we have an episode that comes out on Valentine's Day. So yes, we we will absolutely do a lovey episode on for February the fourteenth. You've done it now. So yeah, I, I did that. Amazing. Okay. Uh, Without further ado, Merry Christmas. <laughs> let's give some parameters. You guys know I don't like Gen Zia. Don't make me try. There's gonna be a Gen Zia episode. No, no, it's we're not happen. doing that. I want to see. 100%. I want to see something I haven't seen yet. I've seen Jadzia. Mm-hmm. I've seen uh, Laon and Kirk. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen Beverly and the Love Candle. Mm-hmm. So it needs to be something else. Mm-hmm. So so I've got some ideas. I'm thinking. I don't want lessons. your ideas. I want the audience. I want the audience uh-huh. to choose what we have to watch. And and let me just say this: love does not have to be romance. Like it doesn't need to be a sexual no. relationship. This could be like a platonic love. Like think about mm. uh, Elsa and Anna. There could be a sisterly love. You know, love mm-hmm. isn't. Plus, I hate Valentine's Day. So so maybe great. it's a love story that ends in chaos and murder and and a little beast bursting through a chest. You know, we don't know. <laughs> you don't know. That could be some definition of love. A Vulcan episode. Let's have a Vulcan love episode. Well, we did watch... I would rewatch the body swap episode. That was a good one. Really? I would. Because I love Strange New Worlds and I would rewatch... I'm not going to because this show isn't... Like, we're not going to waste an entire episode rewatching something we've already seen. We've still still got 700 episodes left to watch. Yeah, we start rewatching our favorites already. One of those 700 has to be an episode that's just like turns love on its head a bit and isn't the traditional have a fucking okay. flower here's some chocolate i love you goodbye i've got a i've got one in mind that doesn't do that i've got i've got some thoughts so you have to send in you have to send it in to us our email is captainspod yep. at cinemasins.com that's captainspod mm-hmm. at cinemasins.com that's how you're going to get it to us and it doesn't even have yep. to be like a fancy email you don't even have to sign it Nope. You can send it from a fake Episode email title. address. We're fine. You you can keep yeah. your anonymous. Anonymous. Yeah. Keep your anemones. Anemone. That was three different references. That's amazing. But with that, let's get into a natural email. Okay, hailing frequencies open, everyone, it's time for us to read your emails from Discord, Twitter, and, well, email. This is from a, this is, this is an email we had a few weeks ago from somebody who has very much attempted to help me, and I don't know if they have, so we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna work it out. Um, hey, y'all, um, this is from... Wait, is, is it hey, all, or hey, y'all? Y'all, hey, y apostrophe, <gasps> A-L-L. Oh, we got an Ozarkian, like myself, hi, y'all. Could we? They a might Southerner. be. Could be. Yeah. Could, could be. Well be. We don't know. We don't know. Yep. Um. <laughs> so, I'm gonna save the name until the end because that's part of the part of the thing. But I'm guessing they're from the south somewhere. Uh, hey y'all, loving the podcast so far. I've been rewatching all the episodes and re-listening. It's so fun. Yay! Arena might look really corny now, so this is referring back to the Gorn episode. But in 1974, when I discovered Star Trek on reruns on Channel 39 at 7 p.m., I love that. The effects seemed really cool. This was before even Star Wars, remember. Arena was a terrifying episode. Uh, I watched it a few weeks ago, and I think the story, acting, and directing still hold up. But I'm a TOS fan for life, and I love Strange New Worlds. So we had a couple of emails like this where I, I I don't remember too much, but I think we were maybe a little bit harsh on the 
Gorn outfit, the desert in the back. I don't think we were harsh, but we definitely noted that the effects were definitely dated coming at it from like today's point of view. But for at the time, I think we agreed they were still really, really fun and it wasn't incredibly distracting. I thought I remembered liking it, but you know, I never know what I said. I probably should remember the things that I said. <laughs> I would have loved to have been able to see it and marvel at it for what it was when it was first released. But yeah, it is mm. always going to be me adding a filter of trying to imagine a world before cell phones. Yeah. A world before CGI, before mm -hmm. home computers, before vhs really <laughs> like oh 100 you know like just non-existent yeah what just nothing what you saw was what you saw. i was actually uh i tried to drop my car off right before the show and they had the lone ranger on tv oh and this you know this entire show about this guy riding a horse you know and and, and doing his western stuff it was just a different mm -hmm. world, and I, I kind of wish that I would have been able to experience it, but I really like being a strong, independent woman that doesn't get chastised for saying what I think. So I think I'll live in this era. <laughs> I think on the whole, on balance, yes, I think we have the better deal. Um, but I always try and do that. Like I always try and think about, like, wow, what was this like actually in the 60s and 70s when, when it was actually out and on reruns? Love that. So this is from, this email was from, um, thanks, and really helpfully gave me a pronunciation guide for their name, because I, I, am, I, I love to get pronunciation correct, I don't always get it right, however, the way they've done the pronunciation I think is helpful, but it doesn't tell me where the emphasis goes on oh, the three syllables. This is going to be good. So, can, can I just put a request yes. in before you do this? Anyone who sends an email, should you decide to share your name, could you give mm -hmm. him a pronunciation, even if your name is something as simple as John, just to make it, make <laughs> this it This is from Johan. Yeah. Jahun. Jahun. Uh, this is from Arunan, I think. <laughs> and I'm not going to repeat it. So Arunan uh, Konu Susa Pillay. I did not get a pronunciation guide for the surname, just the first name. Apologies. I would like for you to continue to send in emails. Thank you for mm -hmm. listening to our content. And um, I think that if you listen to our content that much, that has to be like a special rank on this enterprise. Well, we did have a follow-up email from Arunan who specified, <laughs> and I love this, um, love the pod. I usually listen to each episode three to four times. Amazing. That's See? amazing. That you're like our archivist. You are the Synterprise archivist. You will be the manager of law. So if we ever like try and fact check something, hey, did we mention this on the pod? Uh, it's your mission to email us the episode title and timestamp that we said that. Should which we, I'm assuming you've remembered. In the future, if we ever do like a best of captains pod. It's people like you that are going to make it really fun because you're going to have memories of things that we did or said that we, they're mm -hmm. gone for us. So gone. evaporated from our brain. Even editing it, I don't remember what I said. What did you just say? Huh? <laughs> In that email, we did have um, something that you'll really like, Danae. Um, random note regarding, uh, ba -ba from our Horter episode, we were talking about Face Off and how much you love um, watching the prosthetics and watching the show Face Off. And Michael Westmoreland of Face Off, apparently he's somebody that's on the show, Yeah, um, was one of the main TNG makeup people. So that's something you'd, I didn't even realize. That's really cool. So he did special effects for TNG and now he's on Face Off. That's probably why you love it so much. 
Yeah. So, um, Michael Westmore, I think like he's one of the, his daughter, if I remember correctly, is the one who, um, is the host of the show. She's fantastic. If anyone likes to look at fashion, her dresses are always just absolutely incredible. Um, but yeah, Mr. Westmore, he'll come in and do assessments on mm. what they're creating and give advice. So, oh, does he? He's one that drops in and then disappears. He's not there for the whole episode, right? He's not one of the Got judges. Um, but nice. everyone, when he walks in the room, it's almost like you can feel them bowing down energetically. That's awesome. <laughs> and he has That's a amazing. really, really great presence on the show he's just he's kind of unassuming and there's obviously big personalities that you watch on tv he definitely has that mentorship vibe and he'll kind of do these really cool things where he'll um so let's say somebody is in the uh sculpting phase so they've got this big chunk of clay in front of them and they're sculpting a piece that they're then going to you know make into this prosthetic through whatever processes they're doing and he'll come Mm -hmm. over and he'll say you know if you if you make this smooth right here when it comes out later, it'll lay flatter against the skin. Or oh, that's fun. If you turn this part on its side, it will do this differently because he's worked with this medium for so long. Of course, yeah. I and I knew he um, had worked on Star Trek, but I like I knew when I was watching the show, but I had forgotten that. So thank you for the reminder. That's awesome. I, I will geek out about Face Off. I. I don't know what happened to the show. I'm assuming, you know, just production was hard and, you know, keeping the show up was difficult. Um, And maybe it wasn't a really popular thing for people to watch, but I really love the making of elements of shows. That's why I've watched the making of The Lord of the Rings multiple times, even though it's really long. Yes, get it. Love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thanks for your email, Aradan, and let me know if I said your name right or wrong. I think we can assume that was wrong. Yes, I, I think so. I think that's fair. Okay, Ambassador, this week, this is going to be our last TOS episode for a little while as we move into some TNG monsters. So this week, this is a really, really special one. It's not one of the best episodes of TOS ever. It's called The Man Trap. However, it is the first episode of Star Trek that was ever broadcast. I have you ever wonder, like, how many people watch it the first time? Seven. They must have done, I mean- <laughs> they must have done some advertising. Oh, for sure. I mean, so this was 1966, I believe. There's not a lot of TV channels. I think there's only three or four TV channels available. So there's kind of just, this was in a good slot. So I think people were just watching whatever was on TV. And what's this Um, one called? The Man Trap. I'm going to see if I can do a quick Google search here. Oh, to see how many people tuned in? Yeah. Okay, so I did a real quick one. This is what it says on Wikipedia. My, my search is how many people watched the first airing of Star Trek, the original series, The Man Trap. That was my, that was my mm, search. Okay. Um, the little pop-up is from Wikipedia. It says The Man Trap placed first in its time slot with a Nielsen rating of 25.2 during the first half hour. Some 46.7% of all American televisions in use at the time were tuned into the oh, episode. That's wild. <laughs> that's crazy. I mean... There was obviously less TV TVs in the country back then. Right. But that's still really cool. That's wild. That's insane. Imagine that's having crazy. that same poll today. Like that same statistic today. All the televisions. Oh, you, would, you, would, you would die for those numbers. Yeah. If half of what you can, half of the people who have a television who are watching live, watching your thing yeah. would be an astronomical amount of attention. <laughs> I love it. 
I just I always think how ambitious how ambitious it was knowing the limits on practical effects and what you can do to make a show in space and uh, on to go to different planets to have a spaceship just knowing the limits of your technology I, I i love the ambition behind just making that first season of star trek now i'm looking up when muppets in space came out <laughs> much later that's like 90s muppets in space was like 94 or something yeah 99 99 well, but that yeah, was the movie i'm talking about like when it was on the the muppet show oh i don't know i don't know that have you ever seen that part not in the not not in the series okay. i've seen the movie anyway that was the first muppet movie i ever watched no it wasn't christmas carol i'm just saying it would be much easier to just do it with muppets so i should have just done it with muppet everything should be done with muppets that's the answer indeed so what's your expectations how are you feeling about watching the first ever broadcast episode of star trek not the first one ever filmed but the first ever broadcast i feel like uh i'm joining the ranks of trekkie nerds everywhere mm-hmm. like if you can there, say you've seen it if there is a if there's um a huge room that contains all Star Trek fans and everyone starts standing up in a big group and then we're like slowly dwindled down to be the nerdiest of them all. <laughs> uh-huh. There's going to be demarcations of yeah. how trekky you are. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make Sadly, it very yes. far in the series, but I at least get to take <laughs> one step closer by watching. The, the question would be, how many of you have watched the very first episode ever aired on television and then mm-hmm. everyone takes one step to the left, you know, to continue mm-hmm. on this journey. And we leave a group behind. So I get to take that step with you guys. That's, you will have that step. That's that's what I feel like. I feel like I've, I'm getting a little bit of a, a little more tarnish on my badge, mm-hmm. my comm badge. It's, I mean, it's, we're, we're, doing, we're doing good. Getting a couple of extra pips. Well, I'm really interested to, because I, I love your point of views on just how the these people... St- <laughs> how these characters began compared to where we know they end up in pop culture and your point of view on that. It's going to be really fun. I do have to say, I'm trying not to think about that too much anymore because mm. it's a bit of a mind fuck. Like, right. It's almost too press, too much pressure on the writers of today to be true to a yeah. character that came from so long ago in its origin. Yes. And I don't want to limit the creativity of the writers today and giving them a little bit of play is important. But if I think about it too much, like, for example, how Strange New World Spock becomes TOS Spock, it really (laughs) hurts my brain. Yeah. And you want to enjoy Ethan Peck. You want to enjoy now Spock for what he is without being... It's that balance between gatekeeperiness and enjoying the canon and being true to it it's uh yeah. it's not a difficult it's not an easy time so i'm excited sure. i am excited to to watch the characters and and learn more about them but i'm also trying not to overthink if i can and just enjoy just it for let what it, it be is. what it'll be yeah yeah exactly amazing well um very quickly any predictions for the episode we were speaking of valentine's day the man trap um any predictions for what happens in this episode man i'm gonna guess we're gonna be seeing some uh, like a woman like a scantily clad woman because if there is anything that gets people's attention to a new show, it's going to be, you know, revealing a revealing <laughs> shapely figure. And women tend to have shapely figures of some kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is 1966, but, people. You know, so I think, you know, maybe we're going to have a, a real attention onto a female figure along with some kind of music that accompanies it in like a fashion. That's how am I going to write that down? Along with that moing, yang, 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 Maybe music. that's a boing. Maybe that's a boing. Yeah, maybe that's a boing. Some kind of shocking boing. Yeah, that's my Amazing. general prediction. 
Beautiful. My oddly specific prediction is that there's going to be a flower that's going to be given to someone or pollen is going to be poofed onto somebody. I don't know why, but that's just what I'm seeing in my head. Perfume, okay. maybe. I don't know. I'm seeing something poofed okay. into a face and it, it's very something pollen-like. Is into a face. I don't know if that's this episode, but that does happen to Spock at one point. I don't know that it's this one. Wait, you, so now I get to pick something else. You've just ruined it. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. You can pick something else. That's You've never done that. You let me fail. This is the first time you're not letting me fail. Well, I feel like that's that was unfair because that image must have been in your subconscious somewhere. You must have seen it, but... Or not. You didn't, didn't must have seen it, but I just wanted to help you along. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, okay. Okay. Um, okay, now I know there's no flowers, so let's do... What do I do? Let me think, 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 let me think. Let me think. Somebody has to escape, and there's going to be like um, an attempt to beat down a bar or cut into the bars of a trap of some kind interesting okay well we'll see if any of that comes true and in the meantime let's head over to the enterprises holodeck to watch the episode and we'll see you all in 10 forward hey when we're going over there can we beam because i've got to go to the bathroom and we just like beam it out yeah, i will beam it out on the way i don't know how well these old transporters do that but we're but on the we'll enterprise beesh yeah but i've upgraded them to the old tos you mean transporters them. no it's it we're gonna call it an upgrade beam us out Welcome to Ten Forward, the part of the show where we grab something from the replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched. Most important question first, what would you like from the replicator? I'm having salt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just salt. You know what? No. Because I feel the like then I'd be pill? more attractive to this thing. So yeah. maybe... Yeah, just salt. Yep. Oh, salt water taffy. That's what I want. Salt water taffy. Salt water taffy. Oh my, my goodness. Could you imagine... Imagine that the alien would just go, Kimi, it's so good. You would just like, stick the taffy to each of the suckers parts of the fingers. Oh, and they could just, just have like little candies. Sit there happy. <laughs> I don't think we should have killed this alien. Anyway, anyway, let's get into it. Give us a synopsis. Oh, my God. Um, in today's episode, we find out that the universal way to show that you're thinking about something nefarious is to bite your knuckle. And that's the most important thing about today's episode of Star Trek yeah yeah um also uh everyone decides to touch things is it dangerous <laughs> is it something that has come uh, is it could it have killed somebody we're just gonna take it out of the mouth is that's it, all a star trek touching things that shouldn't be touched is it a salt tablet you know what just put it in your mouth and you're gonna figure it out oh and also leave it to star trek to sexualize plants and that is today's episode <laughs> You got it. You nailed it. So overall thoughts and feelings. How did you feel about this week's monster episode of Star Trek? No, we have to actually talk about the actual synopsis of the episode, right? Like you can't just leave it. You can't just leave it. If, if, If somebody got, who are you if you do this? But if somebody were to watch, to listen to our podcast without having any reference or reminder mm-hmm. of what they, a little bit. A little bit would probably be good, right? Yeah, a little bit. The actual the actual story that happens. Well, I guess the crew of the Enterprise um, have to do a regular routine, a routine inspection of a planet, which, of course, of all of the planets in the world, has McCoy's ex-girlfriend on it from 10 years ago. Um, but something is strange because they're all seeing 
a different woman in front of them. Crewman people die. Um, the lady minor person researcher goes missing. They find her on the ship. They discover she's a monster or a buffalo. One of the two. Could be either. And they, instead of deciding whether we should save the water buffalo, it's kill the salt monster because it wants salt. And that is the synopsis. Like, powers happen. Kirk gets frozen. Spock is an alien. Um, overall thoughts and feelings, Ambassador? I loved it. You, wait, what? I loved it. It was so fun. You're kidding me. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I really I've enjoyed this episode. I've been this. What? Why? Because this episode's so boring. <laughs> not for when it was released. Of course not. Of course. No. I've, I mean, I, I don't mean, know. I guess it, it if, could have still been boring then. If I watched this episode with the lens of like how I get to consume content these days, mm. yeah, it would feel a little bit slow, but. Oh, that's amazing. I love it. I that's thought it great. was great. It's not one of my favorites. Tell me why it was great. Wait, what, so this what is one of your favorites? It? This is not one of my favorites. Okay. No, it's not. Okay. Why isn't it one of your favorites? So it's there's definitely some 100% some pacing issues. Um, There's some like, and I, I, yes, there is. Judge it in its time, whatever. But for me today, it's difficult to watch because of Ahura's lines are essentially... Oh. <laughs> Spock, tell me I'm pretty and that the moonlight reflects in my eyes and you would take me on a river cruise in in, in Vulcan. Um, I, I know it has a purpose, but I'm also just like, eh. And then the male gazy stuff at Rand, he's just like, oh, you wish that, I wish the yeoman was serving up my salary on a platter with some salt. And the, the pacing's just a little bit, It's that's the main thing. We take a long time to get to the monster and then we just, kill it it doesn't do the the star trekky stuff that i love and that's an unfair that's expectation it does that's, so that's, much star trekky stuff let, let me finish <laughs> that it's there is it's an unfair expectation because star trek hadn't happened yet like this is right back at the beginning but for all of those above reasons it's not the worst it's just not one of my favorites it's just not yeah. one of that i one that i really go to but i'm really excited well, it's to not hear one what of you, my favorites either but i liked it well i want to hear why you liked it well i think I was I was watching this thinking about like the Twilight Zone, um, mm. and I was we talked before the you know watching it, putting yourself into the mentality of what was on TV at the time, mm-hmm. and the pacing of things would be like this. They let you kind of like watch them solve the mystery that you already know, but it, it really builds tension the entire time. Like, yes. you want to know what the real creature is, and they save that for the very end, which I thought was really smart. Um. A creature that can kind of chameleon into many, many things at once is really interesting. And there's like a lot of things that are questionable on, and we would say sinful in our job, right? Like at the beginning, we see that everyone's looking at her and seeing something different. So why would she ever need to change her appearance at all? Uh, How is she doing this that? This Nancy creature doesn't uh-huh. need to become one person for everyone. It could just be whatever everybody wants to see. But I guess that potentially would cause a lot of chaos if 10 people come up and talk to you as a different person. So... Yeah, I honestly don't know how... It's got to be a psychic. It's a psychic thing. It's not actually changing its appearance. It seemed to, like, be able to... Like, this. what a powerful creature. The last of its kind, now dead. Yeah, Um, now dead. (laughs) To be able to, like, see Uhura, kind of go, this is what this person wants. It's in their imagination. Pull that person out and then be able to speak like them and maybe even have, Mm. like, a mannerism like them. It was a really interesting concept of a highly intellectual and very dangerous creature that just desalts everyone. But let's just say that this creature had actually succeeded and killed everyone aboard. 
they would then die. Like this is the end of their life no matter what. Yes. Unless they would have yeah. had some kind of a way of, you know, doing a mind meld or something. And maybe that's what they experiment with down the line is the idea that rather than kill the last one, like the Horda, mm. they're going to see what happens if they keep it alive and, and have that's more. That's very interesting because it's the same season. It's the same. Um, and it's the same concept. Like it's the last of its kind, you know, mm. and they're really kind of exploring that. But I thought this did a lot. It This did a lot of world building for this creature. Like, we're talking mm. about they spent the time to show that this and it's every everything's a mystery. Not you, you don't know what anything is going on. Everything is a potential. Not only are you watching something, and again, I'm trying to think about how I would have watched it the first time. Everything mm -hmm. is new. Every set is new. Every sound is new. Not only are you bombarded with all this new stuff, but there's also like they they took the time to kind of go, well, this cr Mr. Crater, this Professor Crater person, he his story. It's not just the husband. He's a guy who has been living with the murderer of his wife to keep it alive and essentially served it into its death because he didn't want it to be the last of its kind without food. Yeah. Like, what a crazy element to add to a show. This wasn't this this episode does so much to set the stage for an entire series that it blew mm. my mind a bit. And this is why I liked it. I don't know that I was really That's thinking awesome. about the pacing of the story as much as I was thinking. Mm. We're working on overtime right now. And yeah, the appearance of Uhura is a major blow to any female. Uh, like the character is presented as being entirely interested in whether or not Spock thinks that she's pretty or whatever. <laughs> um, that probably writes itself as the stories continue and everything. But, you know, I think yeah. for the audience, think about it like this. This is how I yeah. thought about it. Uh -huh. For the audience watching at home, who is maybe not used to seeing women in power, women in positional like positions of power on, on, on shows. I'm just thinking like that entire scene was to set who Spock was. That wasn't about Uhura. I mean, completely agree. It is about Uhura. Yes. I was bummed that. Yeah, correct. Really disappointed. But again, for the era mm -hmm. and for the time, it's still groundbreaking in a way. This is a beautiful. Oh, just Uhura being on the bridge. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So that scene was about Spock. That was about the introduction of a yes. character who is interested in not interested in emotional relationship with people or situations because he wasn't asking about her. And maybe the TV shows were used to if there's a beautiful woman and there's a man there, they're going to turn into horn dog like the guys in the hallway that, yeah, uh -huh. you know, just basically were air humping her. So yeah. this this person is like, whoa, look at this guy. He's completely uninterested in her fawning over him or even attempting to do this this that was i believe what the audience at that time would have been interested in is yeah i think you're right the character who's like you got this one line on your report wrong and she's like blah 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 i don't want to read that tell me i'm beautiful and then spock <laughs> is it's like introducing that he is from a different world that he's checked out he's clueless and yeah that would well, have been have i think very... what the audience would have i don't know no, I think you're I think you're absolutely right. And this is where I unapologetically judge <laughs> things out of the context of when they came out. Like it's always gonna be uh I'm always gonna have those feelings about it, but I do on yeah, I, I totally get that that's about introducing Spock and how logical it is. Yeah, completely. Especially when he um uh, they they radio up that somebody has died yes. and her is just like you bastard like mm -hmm. how can you sit there when it could be kirk or mccoy like 
that that is immediately setting the stage for who spock is and i think this was we did have some behind the scenes um tidbits sent to us by uh james who is flyboy on in the live show and that this was apparently the fifth episode to be filmed but first to be broadcast so of the uh, the the five episodes we're still in the early stages of like world building and understanding who spock is and why he's an alien and what the vulcans are so it's nice that they were consciously doing that yeah i didn't i didn't feel like they were confused about what their characters were doing too which i think no, plays off if they had had five others but i didn't mind it this is an episode that's a murder like this is a mystery so this is and and you the audience are trying to figure out what's really going on and who's in on it and we know something crazy is happening but it very much felt like a twilight zone episode it very much felt like a creature reveal Mm. um and yeah i can see how you know maybe the pacing is slow in some spots or they cut over and they show the same thing over and over and over again like we get to see that mr green blue red the guy green. that died the red shirt green except for he wasn't really in a red shirt but yeah no he's a blue shirt we see his dead face quite a lot yes. yes do we need to see the dead face quite a lot maybe not you know but <laughs> you gotta fill 50 minutes somehow but for for people who are maybe designed to you know not uh, i don't know i don't know i could see some of the old pacing but i didn't mind it i didn't mind it um i also That's thought really it was fun. interesting we got to see so many different sets we got to see this like botanical room we were on yes. bridge. We were in hallways. We were in someone's quarters. We were on the planet. Yeah. There was a cool little setup for that. We got to see the transporter room. So packed in all of this is also the first time anyone would have seen these things or heard the fun sounds. We saw a phaser yeah. fire on stuns. Yeah. We got to see some of that action going on. We got to see the beautiful ship, you know, circling this red planet. We got to see mm-hmm. on screen. So it was like someone's watching it and it pops up on the TV. That must have been pretty fucking cool. We got yeah. to see it zoom away from the planet because it was on screen. And that was also probably pretty cool to watch. So mm-hmm. I thought that for like a first airing of Star Trek, this would would have been a really interesting one to see. And it's also really interesting to see how people used to act, right? Like mm. this this episode firmly plants that when women fall, they fall in this ah, position with their hand kind of out, <laughs> you know, and like just, and their bums sort of like hopped up into yeah. the air. And when they're nervous, they bite their fingers, which at first I was annoyed by. But then I realized it's just a creature thing. This was like maybe a blander version of some of the Star Trek that maybe is released later, especially in our time. But for what it was showing to the world, I think this is a really good first episode to use Mm. because they also got to show characters that we're all going to know, like the Doctor character. Is it strange that they still use tongue depressors? Yeah, that's a little weird, but that's okay. (laughs) No, that's fine. Because visually we know that that's a Doctor, you know? Yeah, and he's Kirk, an old school country doctor as well. He's like, I trust the tonsils more than I trust my tricorder. Kirk was also kind of like fairly mute during this one as well. This mm. episode seemed to be obviously strongly bones sort of like centered. Uh, this was about mm. the doctor and there really wasn't a lot of sass. This was mostly about, you know, him struggling with seeing someone that he once cared for. Yeah. And kind then, of being a bit shy as well. Mm-hmm. This was a monster. This is about the monster going on there. And I thought they did a good job of making the monster curious. Like we got to see it change shape and slink mm. around and plants interact with it weirdly. We got to see how it sort of like got into people's minds and was messing with them. And and yeah, it was slow. But can you imagine if there was a commercial break and you're coming back from a commercial break trying to figure out what's going on for the first oh, time? Oh, for sure. We yeah, read, 100%. And we read that statistic that the first half was like, you know, 
people were watching, but they like by the second half, everyone was just into this. They were like watching this episode, super freaking excited. Mm -hmm. Half of the people who had a TV were watching this by the end of this episode. So it's crazy, isn't it? What a crazy stat to they, think about. And then they get to keep that audience, and I think they did yeah. a good job of reeling people in. They they cast a wide net on this one. So mm. I mean, it's they they filmed a lot of episodes and were like, hey, what order do we place them in? How do we decide what goes first? It's such a, such a baffling thing to have to do to hook people in and when you're telling a serialized story fine that's easy you start at the beginning but when you're doing episode of the week how do you i mean you go from writing them all and then filming them all and then you've got to be aware of like the knowledge that you had when you wrote the last episode compared to the knowledge you had of the characters at the beginning like just picking a starting point is tricky so yeah, that's what interests me most about this episode is how people, how we just, how this was chosen to be number one and what it does to introduce people to the Enterprise, like you said, with the sound effects. There's a couple of sound effects we never hear again. What, which ones? Oh, so there's one where Spock is the, um, the, what's her name? How have I forgotten her name? The lady. Oh, the, Nancy. The woven, Nan oh, the, the, the creature? Yeah, Nancy. Oh, Nancy has gone missing and they're scanning the planet and Spock initiates this planet-wide search. There's like some really intense kind of Twilight <laughs> Zone <laughs> forbidden planet whoop, 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 mm -hmm. sound effects that were clearly like, we're just going to try something out. And they didn't stick. Like we didn't, I don't remember hearing those very often. Um, so it's just interesting the stuff that isn't iconic because I'm like, oh, that sounds new. I don't recognize that, which by definition means it didn't it didn't carry forward continue yeah. it didn't make it into my consciousness anyway i was very so, alert really the first time i heard a door slide open it was like shink, shink, shink. yeah like it was like a little <laughs> at the end of it where yeah it, later on it's just like <laughs> and yeah exactly it's just yeah they've they've the, they've, they've shifted that one around mm-hmm I love Kirk going into the turbo lift for the first time as well. And it's just the, he walks in, it's like this elevated noise. He grabs onto the handle, turns it, says the destination, which now I obviously think about um, uh, O'Brien and the doctor getting confused in the turbo lift. And just that buildup of noise of the turbo lift sending him to his destination. But then we cut away. Like that was just to show us where Kirk is going how the turbo lifts work, how you have to turn the handle, speak your destination, and then a and then it's cut away to the next scene. Like I there's a lot of scene. showing off the ship. It, that was a really interesting scene too, because the cameraman went into the room with them. There was yes. interesting camera work this time too. Like the moment whenever they're showing the 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 uh, doctor on the bed and they pan over to the door, but the doctor's there. You know that must have been really riveting when it first came out. It, mm. But also. That was probably because the actor had to jump up out of the bed and run across yes. the room that first time, and they had to give him a second yes. to do so. And that's, I really hope that's what happened. That's fun. Just ran behind the cameraman. That's really fun stuff. And so when Kirk gets into the lift the first time, that camera swings around and is right in his face, and he's just standing there like it's an everyday thing. And then they're like bouncing in the turbo lift, and there's the lights going on in the background. Yeah. And I had the same, I had a similar moment where I was like, "This is really like this is the this is a big deal for a show to mm -hmm. do something so unique and yeah." We're in a spaceship, just, guys. 
all of it is just hugely ambitious. I, I absolutely love it. I mean, it's what I one of the things I actually kind of like about this being the first one is that you don't have the huge build up of like what the transporters are. You're just kind of there. So the episode opens Spock in the captain's chair, which could be confusing because you could think that was Spock. So the captain's log immediately says temporarily in charge of the ship is Commander Spock and straight into transporters. So like, I think if this was the first seconds of Star Trek that I watched, it's spaceship alien commanding the spaceship some voiceover and then transporters on an alien planet i would my mind would be blown all in color well i guess not everyone had a color tv but if you're watching it in color it must have been so magical yeah there was a lot going on and then the mystery of this person then they're like fading into shots they're making a, a character turn from one woman into three in the first few minutes that's really interesting and strange mm. right like did I just mm -hmm. notice that? Because she didn't have, like, she didn't have, did, did I look away? Did she yeah, have did gray hair? did I miss hair? something? Is there more than one woman and in this room? Then it shifts into a blonde to be like the, okay, we're really going to make sure the audience mm -hmm. knows. And the whole thing is done really well. Like, you have an actor standing in, camera. Think about, like, all that it would have taken to put that show together, just mm. this one episode with all the camera angles, the set changes, the like this was a very strong effort to present something. And I think that for the first thing to put on film, like out there, this is a great mm. one because not only is it moving us around from place to place, it's also introducing us to different things. Like when they went into the room, the debrief room, they're like mm. debriefing. This is a really interesting idea to sit down together and watch like, okay, what does the science officer have to say? What does the medical officer yeah. have to say? But to trust that the audience knows that the medical officer is actually the alien and they're just sitting yep. there and then they ask the question hey mr crater would you notice where the monster is and he's like yep and doesn't <laughs> tell them and we're all like yeah he's fucking right there holy shit he knows and everyone's getting to act a little bit differently too right like green is super great as a creepy weird guy he's just sort yeah, of like right accidentaling his way <laughs> through the ship leap. Yeah, um, and then uh, the whoever played the 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 crewman that plays the person that Uhura sees, he gets mm. to act really creepy and strange. I really like that moment as well that it's pulled somebody from her history, and we immediately know um, that speaking Swahili is really important to Uhura. Like that's something that she doesn't get to do a lot, and like from from her home, she's not expecting to to see somebody from her home at all. So it's a really, it's a really immediate background knowledge about Uhura as well. That was like unapologetic, just like, yep, we have a black person here. They're on the crew, totally normal in the future. And I love that they do that in episode one. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That, I mean, this is, this is part of why I really enjoyed this episode because I tried to embody what it would be like. If mm. I watched this episode just to watch it, I probably would be multitasking, you know, and just be like, oh, okay, I absorbed that information. But I was really actively observing what these people are doing on screen. And mm. I think that they all knew that they were doing something special. I, I feel like they all knew that they yeah. were doing something special. I mean, that that's the hope, isn't it? But how could they possibly know? Um, what I back on the the actors all what I, one of the things I really do like about this episode is the actors when they're playing the same character. So McCoy, Nancy, um, Green, Darnell, they're all the all of those actors, when they're possessed by the salt monster, are playing the same person. So they take on the similar characteristics, the nervousness the like kind of distant haze mccoy is just like yes mm -hmm. let me help 
I can assist you. Bring me up to date. Yeah. And they have a similar cadence. So I just want to be in the room where they all got together. Uh, and I, I I can only imagine that they had a conversation. Like, these are the characteristics you're going to share. And like, did they act together? Did they exchange some like mannerisms? But they nail it because you can really tell that the alien is possessing the, the character. Well, and that's and the part the where it, maybe the, maybe part of it felt dumb, like the pacing potentially felt like a dumbed down or a more simplistic version. But some of the complexity of storytelling for what they're doing on the first episode was really smart, you know, mm. like trusting that the audience knows it's a monster and the actors are going to have a good time just, you know, leaning into the camera. And again, mm-hmm. very Twilight Zone, um, which I think. Uh, I don't know. I think that was a smart, smart move. I really had a good time watching it, though. And I think that's really interesting. I think I get too protective. (laughs) I think the first nail that had me concerned was when Kirk does his captain's log. And it's like, (laughs) uh, we're going to visit this planet. And one of the inhabitants is that one woman in Dr. McCoy's past. Like the one woman that every man has that one particular woman. And I was like, oh no and then we get like the 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 people perving over rand and there's just a lot and so i was really worried that that was going to put some funk and some stank on it for you but you did much better about judging it in context than i did i mean i can do that for this show i can't do this for people like if i meet people Mm. that act like this today i have no tolerance for it it's just fair I'm sorry that nobody in your life has told you that you're being an, an idiot. But, you <laughs> you're know, a terrible Let human. me be the first. I don't need you're you to whistle at me. Um, I'll happily do it. But at the same time, I totally plan, you know, like my out quote for the p- podcast today is 100% going to be Uhura's because it's also just so shocking. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And that was it. That was the next one. But I was like, oh, <laughs> no, they ruined Uhura. Danae's going to hate that. You can't be mad at a character for being written the way that it's written. And no, it's, it's fair. It, like I don't want to spend too much time on it because it's it's not something that we need to spend a ton of time on. But there are there are reasons that seeing stuff like that like is like oh that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course um, it is. Reducing a character to what they think, what they what they want others to think about them, mm. is tricky. No matter the sex, you know. Like yeah, of course. If a character's baseline is what do you think of me my body and whether you're attracted to me i i I, it's that's just sad and a waste of an intellectual opportunity or a moment to create Mm -hmm. something but at the same time most base level storytelling has a sexual attraction thing going on to it because there are base level parts of us that are instinctively going to have that to relate to so Mm -hmm. i just think that like in movie making and media in general um we continue to pump out material that just could be could be much much better if we just decided to avoid reducing a character to what they appear some how cliches. they look or whatever yes yeah. yes exactly so what we'll move on to though is the actual monster so we only get to see it at the very very end of the episode but it's one of the things i really do like i love this monster <laughs> so much let's just pull up the picture I think it's friggin' adorable. This is something about this creature. Hi. Hello. <laughs> it's that constantly open like, what are you looking at? Uh, have I you seen my, my teeth? teeth? 
I'm self-conscious about my teeth. Please don't <laughs> look at them. Yes, I have bags under my eyes. I'm tired. Okay, I need salt. But it still has hair. It has this amazing, like, purple, like, purple dye wig thing on, which is just, it's such a cutie patootie. Yeah. Um, It's really interesting what happens with this mask. I feel so. So this is a per, this is a mask that doesn't move. It's just one prosthetic, and this mm -hmm. is probably why they didn't want to use it because it doesn't do much. You're not going to emote much with it, no. The first time you see the the mask, it's like a oh, this is so freaky this looking, is right? But then the second time that you see it is when Nancy is appealing in sadness that it, that they've been shot. Right. And so yeah. all of a sudden the lines on the face look sad, even though nothing changed in the mask, our perception of this creature uh -huh. changes. And I think that's one of the best parts of a really well shot moment is that visually same creature. Emotionally, mm -hmm. we have we have a different perspective. We've gone from like, oh, this is a horrible thing. Kill it to, oh, but wait, you know, and we're feeling a little bit of emotion yeah. Uh, as well. Which I mean, one of the things you said when the podcast first started is this creature absolutely shouldn't have been killed. What do you what do you like what do you think about I'm, that? It's just it's I get that it's a threat and I get that it's already like the the body count in this episode is high. I think five crewmen get killed that in this first of. episode that we know of. Fifty five, um, right? What, what was the number last time? Fifty? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was fifty one <laughs> on the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justice so, for Schweeby or whatever his name is. Schwitter. Schwitter. Schmitter. Schmitter. Justice for Schwitter. I've already forgotten. It's only been a week. We've already forgotten about Schmitter. We didn't make the merch, Schmitter. so we don't Fuck remember. Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> no merch happened. He's he's forgotten about. Um, I, it's, ah, man, it is in the sins, but I'm still like, could you do anything? Like, anything. Like, it's gone now. No more. Dead. I know it was attacking Kirk, but... Stun it, tie it up. Do you're smart, intelligent people. Beam it away. Beam it out of there. And I get the it, it, the the whole choice of choosing to kill it is the difficult thing. It's do we choose our friend Kirk over the last of its species? Hand on heart, it's it's difficult. But I think objectively, you save the monster. There's going to be more humans about. But it's so hard to make that judgment call when the alien is the one doing the attacking. It's the one doing the feeding. But it's just really tough for me to erase a species from existence without trying something else. But I guess Kirk can't die. <laughs> yeah. It, it's always something hard for me when Star Trek Doctor Who does something like that. It's really tricky. The show tries to also give an element of remorse to this by comparing it to Buffalo. The idea being yes, that this exactly. doctor, this, uh, researcher professor or whatever mr crater he's like this is the last of its kind like there used to be so many buffalo um and they mm. they were like a dark spot um state to state and then they slowly were killed off but it's not like that at all buffalo were not predators <laughs> no it's not but that was one of my sins was just like it's just because he says it's exactly like the buffalo and kirk rightfully says no it's not exactly like that the buffalo weren't murdering people exactly but and that's the difference here is that they mm. want us to feel some kind of an emotion and remorse and an understanding of not only why this creature is the last well, that it's the last of its kind we don't really understand why it's killing because they could have just brought out a big salt bath at any point in time, but it was yeah. avoiding all of those salt traps. Like it was killing people. It wasn't killing mm. 
It wasn't, they had salt traps all over the ship and this thing was killing the people on the ship, probably mm. because it was in on those conversations and knew it knows that it's a trap. Kirk was going to be constantly, Kirk says in the thing, like, if I have to skin it, I will. And Nancy heard that. And I think yeah. that this is an, a, a creature that was very smartly thinking, I have to survive. How am mm. I going to do that? I've got to kill the people that are making these decisions and then find a way to get someplace safe. But like mm. knowing that you're the last of your kind, you kind of don't have anything to lose. And maybe that's what the show is also banking on is it didn't have anything to lose. So this isn't a Buffalo. This isn't an adorable little it's, moopsie. You know, yeah. this is somebody that's intellectually murdering the crew. And I think ultimately I understand why mm. they had to kill, but we are used to seeing more of a chance to communicate and knowing that Spock can insta communicate like Wi-Fi hands. Right. <laughs> Get some feelings. He can yep. he can like Bluetooth yet, in can't. there, you know? They haven't written that yet, Danae. They haven't. <laughs> if this is episode five, they had. No, because the Horter episode is episode twenty six. Oh shit. Okay. Or twenty five, something okay. like that. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, that hasn't they haven't invented that power okay. yet. <laughs> Sorry. It's Sorry, like a Spock. D&D campaign like we talked about. Oh, it Sometimes really is. you got to just make some, some lore shit. on the way. Uh-huh. Speaking of D&D campaign, I know this is totally off topic and it can totally be in the podcast because you guys are going to totally. be giving me lots totally. of grace, but I'm doing a one shot totally. tonight and I'm going to be in charge of it. And I'm thinking about this moment right now, like what am I going to add last second? Maybe I'm yes. going to throw in a salt creature. Maybe 100%. it's going to have sucker fingers. I don't know. I'm going to see it coming though. I'll be honest. I will be, I, I swear to God, my character, if my character, if you bring up any kind of love interest from my character's past, I am not... <laughs> I'm going to kill it immediately. I need the salt in my veins. And then just run away. No one else at the table will understand what I'm doing. Um, (laughs) Don't suck the salt from my body. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. It was sad. I do. I am curious about this creature. But even if it had survived, it's the last of its kind. It's crazy to think about. It really is. And it gets me every time because if it's and it's even more sinful that it's an intelligent creature. And I know that's a cruel distinction for me to make. But if this was just a a creature that is unstoppable, running on instinct, just trying to collect soul, it's like, what do I do? I can't reason with it. This is clearly an intelligent creature that is pulling out the memories of people to ingratiate themselves and to be familiar and to blend in and to camouflage avoiding the traps an intelligent creature that can be reasoned with and you didn't try hard enough people i don't know that it gave him a chance to to. this thing was in control from the second that she got on board they got on board whatever sex this little salt monster thingy is nancy was dangerous from the moment that they walked into her space she was figuring out how to lure them away and kill them so mm-hmm. this is not an episode where we need to be thinking about this poor, poor creature. This thing is fucking dangerous. And I understand like the instinct to protect yourself. And mm-hmm. for the, I mean, like Bones did try to stun. That thing got up. That thing yeah. got up. Uh-huh. And then it began to lumber forward and like crackling in and out of Nancy face mixed in with this like, oh, face going on. This super yeah. saggy under eye. By the way, that's just what I look like. Quit. Before makeup. Why are you talking to stop, stop judging what I look like? These teeth help me to suck out the salt from your body. <laughs> <laughs> just, just watch what happens when I have so much salt. My hair turns from white to purple. That's <laughs> right until you see my tongue. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> this creature, but with Bab's voice. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I, I'm already picturing it with Bab's voice. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Anyway, oh, um, I I love this creature. I want to know more about it. I think that there should be like go back in time and run in oh, what if strange new worlds decided to do an episode when it was buffalo-esque like when there were many of them maybe I they were like massive predators who yeah. were going from place to place to place to place because why did this thing end up on a depleted salt plant did do they just deplete the salt down to nothing i think they've used it all up i think they would i think they were probably going to go extinct anyway because they were just running out of salt and they, it's the, it's the last one left Crazy. Um, they do appear again in lower decks they do like, as a as a butt of a joke so ransom is seducing somebody and they end up being a salt monster and it's just really to be a callback to the it's a throwaway happens in a few seconds and uh, i think marin or something's just like don't do that that's a salt monster and she's like no it's not i'd know if i'd know that if it was a salt monster and then she they appear looking like that and he's like no so, so they're not extinct they're not extinct there's at least one floating around in the 2380s so Somehow. that's creepy that's sort of like the end of oh what was the episode where it sort of ends with them still existing that we just watched uh, the that it would be the one that hasn't come out yet oh <laughs> next we, week's episode we recorded something ahead of time and i've alluded <laughs> yeah, to it did. twice this episode yes we have oh shit i'm doing a terrible job i'm <laughs> You're sorry doing great that's amazing. Well, you'll find out at the end of the episode what that is referenced to. We're talking but about the tribbles. They the, just linger, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. Just keep going. <laughs> we we This does have a similarity to next week's episode in that the monster is ever-present, but only revealed at the end of the episode and is inhabiting other people's bodies. Like, there is a, a definite well, tie-in between this yeah. and the TNG episode that we're going to do next week. Yeah, this is really, really dangerous. But what an interesting thought, too, that this creature chose not to kill its buddy because it was the last one and yeah. it was its supply source. But once it uh -huh. didn't need him anymore, there was no emotional attachment whatsoever because Dr. Crater or Mr. Crater said it needs love just like it needs salt. But that was a lie. It doesn't need yeah. love. It just wants salt. But what if it does need love? What if, like, loving the uh, crater, loving that guy, was getting a source of salt and was the reason that it needs salt. So what if it just gradually evolves to a point where now it does need love because it associates love with salt? No. Because he no, would have kept Nancy would have kept him alive. If he loved him, he would have been like, There's so many people there's so much salt here. Mm. They would have figured out a way to get off. But he Nancy that's kills fair. her her salt lover and that's it. That was that's the end of that. That should have happened. It is interesting that this creature kills Nancy and the husband is kind of like, it's okay. But I think that's part of the hypnosis, I think. It could be. It could also I be that doing he's brain been stuff. under capture for a couple of years now. Like, yeah. you know, tortured. That's the thing that I think is really, really interesting about this episode is that if you really start to think about it, there's a yeah. lot to unpack here. But yeah. obviously, we're not going into the depths of their relationship but mm -hmm. you are left to sort of assume a lot about how they came to this place where Crater didn't warn Kirk or any no. of the crew about the danger. Crater Man. set them up to be he killed. He really did. And he was okay he... with covering for it. He well... walked away. He walked away to turn a blind eye when he came out and saw that Nancy had killed twice again or once or he sees one dead body. He's just like... Well, I'll just go this way. And he gets the fuck out of mm. there. Like, he knows that Nancy is killing people. He's not. No, he absolutely does. Yeah. But he does also tell. He gets mad at McCoy and Kirk. He's like, you shouldn't be on this planet. You should go away. Like, 
he doesn't keep them there. Like, he wasn't trying to make them feel welcome so that they would get eaten. His initial reaction is, get the fuck out of here, guys. I can't tell you why, but you need to leave. Like, he is stuck in this interesting place of, I can't tell you the whole truth because you'll kill my salt wife my salt bay but you but i absolutely need you to leave here so that you don't get dead or whatever that's salt bay this is the original salt bay isn't it okay so oh no i hate it so much <laughs> okay right couple of other things before we get into the sins ambassador this has one of my all-time favorite spock attack somebody moments if nancy if this were really nancy could she take this double fist punch you you salt eating monster <laughs> just the aggressive double fisting to the face is incredible <laughs> there's so many ways he could attack but it's double fist douche douche it's amazing i mean what a shocking thing to see on tv you tune in at it's the amazing. very last yes. 10 minutes of the of the show the last five minutes and you see a man just face beating this woman just beating this was just an alien I mean, he beating has a this woman he could have done something different yes he didn't have to make a point this way i loved it and i'm sure that this actress loved it too this woman that's mm -hmm. acting nancy who was just, just whipping her head back about. and forth with a little grin on her face like doesn't do yeah. anything to me and then backhand spock who goes flying across the room uh -huh. it's very dramatic Great acting i love it i love that moment so much because spock What's in what the interesting thing that Leonard Nimoy had to do is be very cool, calm, and collected until Spock needs to not be cool, calm, and collected and just explodes. It's like, it's gonna kill Jim, kill it, kill it, shoot it now, shoot it, fist it. Yeah, the end of and this he just loses his cool a bit. The crescendo of drama mm. that's happening at the end of this episode is really exciting because you've got yeah. like this mental imaginations kicking in what is this creature doing to these people that they're all just happy to lean up against a wall and be mesmerized or sit in a chair mm. and eyes glaze over you know the powers of the salt monster aren't clear enough that i'm exactly understanding how everything mm -hmm. is happening yeah. but it doesn't matter because we're just racing towards the end of the episode and will the doctor shoot his lover Will the doctor shoot his captain? Stay tuned next week to find out more. Yes. That kind of had that sort of like vibe yeah. to it going on. And then everything ends up being just fine. It's just Because okay. we're just killing monsters, you know? Mm -hmm. Just murdering an entire species. And maybe the water buffalo thing is interesting because I remember getting taught at school, like in when I was like 14 or 15, something like that. We were learning about the American West. And one of the first first things my teacher said was one of the first things we did in the West was kill all the water buffalo. And we did it because the one of the many reasons they were culling the water buffalo was to punish the Native Americans and to take away their supply of food, um, leathers, everything. And eventually hunted them into extinction. And I was like, we did that? And it was one of the first times I was really disappointed in humans. Yeah. <laughs> because I was young and I was just like... But oh, not, I thought we were the good guys. I didn't think we did shit like that. Water buffalo, like buffalo, like bison. Buffalo, because bison, there's a difference yeah. between water buffalo and apologies. No, it's okay. I just wanted to let you know that that was that was to put it anyway. It was it's we sad. Extincted it's a something. sad situation. Either okay? way, the the point is we extincted a species, and then I realized that happens a lot. And I'm like, I thought we were the good guys, and turns out we don't really give a shit. R.I.P. Axolotls, you're next. The axolotls are not long for this world. <laughs> Okay, couple of other interesting little fun facts. Guess what? We don't truth serum. That's a thing. Oh yeah, 
What's that? <laughs> the serum. Get the truth serum. Get the truth serum. I can't remember if it's used again in TOS, but I don't remember it being used in TNG. It's one of those things. Well, why don't you always use it then? Why don't you always use the truth serum? An interesting thing about the monster that, you know, that was the Nancy talking as a doctor when and we talked about the mannerisms earlier, but like, I'm curious, I'm curious to know this monster's powers in a way because there have to be limitations. Um, <clears throat> it was yeah. really evident that when this monster was Nancy, they were very talkative. They were very interactive. Like maybe it had spent time as his character for a long time. So it sort of knew how to be Nancy. But then when it mm. shifted into green, didn't yes. talk at all. When it shifted into the crewman in the hallway with Uhura. That's really interesting. Spoke Swahili and seemed to be like a not like sexual like sexually interested and then all of a sudden eerily aggressive and about to murder. And then mm. then it shifted into the doctor where it's observing and giving orders and then trying to sort of fake its way through conversation conversations on the ship that could be easily considered to be smart or whatever. Like mm-hmm. So I'm curious about what it knew and what it didn't know and how it acted and how it didn't act because here, like the truth serum thing, it, it's like, yeah, I don't usually like to do that, but I will. What a brave thing to say if you don't know that. <laughs> until right? until it said that, I wouldn't have known if yeah. truth serum is something they just use every morning to make sure that the entire crew is not bullshitting about who actually needs vacation time and who doesn't, you know? Daily truth serum is what you should take. The red pill at night, truth serum in the morning. That's, That's right. should be standard procedure. Coffee, truth serum, and then you go about your duties duties <laughs> i like to do my duties and never mind um the couple of other little things i really like the little plate of food cubes that, that kirk is eating oh the cheetos Just the little green there's little like green uh-huh. cubes and like yellow cubes and red cubes that's the food of the future people also food can be delivered on tray uh yeah. by a woman just so that mm-hmm. you know we are still waitressing tables in personal yeoman i love that sulu is a botanist in this episode he's the plant guy like i don't think we ever revisit that really? fact yeah i don't sulu, think we then? ever see him with plants again sulu's the he's the uh he's at the helm and he runs the weapons and i don't think it's navigation i think it's it's like weapons and scan- no he does he does navigation as well yeah because he does like the warp sevens uh warp eight so he's at the at the ops thing at the front um not usually in charge of plants <laughs> interesting I like Very the plant moment. Um, I genuinely thought that the plant was going to reveal, like the Tribbles do later, who the mysterious, you know, secret mystery person was. Like the Tribbles show who the undercover Klingon was. I thought that the plant was going to be brought around and when it freaked out, that's when we knew who was. That would have been a great way for them to d- deduct, you know, to deduce yes. who uh-huh. was who. But that yeah, never that's comes a really back. Good point. We don't get to see the hand flower nope. ever again. We really don't. I thought that was because that's something that happens in the thing. Like the dogs are sensitive to who the thing monster is. Like there's usually some stereotype of animal or plant knows when the doppelganger isn't the original person. Yeah. Ambassador, how many pips out of four? Four. Four pips? Amazing. <laughs> I'm giving this I'm giving it two. I'm giving it two pips. So it's an average yeah. of, we'll just say three pips. Average of three. But yeah, it's it. What it had to do, it had to do a lot, and it did it okay, but for me personally, it's a two-pipper. I do not, I'm not a big fan of this episode. It has positives. Wow. <laughs> no. I am Sorry. shooketh. 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 I mean, 
I'll say three pip. Three. Oh, you're going to bring it down. Okay, Two, that's fine. I'm glad pip. I've swayed you. It's a you. one pip episode. It's a one. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm accepting your first answer. It's four pips. Uh, there is something uh, about this being the first episode that really amplifies this one for me. 100%. Give me like yeah. two hours and I'm going to come back and change my mind. <laughs> if we watch it in two years, you're like, this piece of shit. Piece of shit show. Um, amazing. So I had a couple of questions. Okay. Now that you've watched four episodes of the original series, yeah. some closing thoughts. And we, we will 100% be watching more of the original series. Um, but some just additional thoughts about McCoy and Spock now and your crew and your exposure to four episodes of TOS. Yeah, I think I like it more and more every time I watch it. Um, Yay! Yeah, there. I think that's that makes sense actually. I'm glad we started with the Tribbles. I think that was a great mm-hmm. one to begin, especially knowing that it was however many episodes into the season, so they were kind of hitting their groove or whatever. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, and then to kind of go back and watch some of the earlier episodes has been fun. I don't, I don't mind it. I think that it's a fun idea to go back and dip your toe into some content that had that was released. I mean, decades ago, obviously, but then also yeah. just to kind of get a, I feel like I'm going to use some of the things I'm seeing now as I watch stuff down the line to kind of give me more nice. context for some of the Star Trek stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm surprised. Mm. I'm really, really glad that you're enjoying it. Like truly, like I was worried because TOS, it's a big leap into the past. It's very, very different. Um, you're not a content monster consumer like myself and a lot of other people are you are a sensible person that just watches the shit you want to watch i do not everything from start to finish so i'm really really glad that the episodes we've picked collectively as a team including the audience um haven't put you off and we'll definitely be having some more in the future well let's get into some sins though before we um before we leave tos behind battle stations everyone red alert warning warp core collapse in 10 seconds this is the part of the show where we re-engage our sin brains, remind ourselves that no TV show is without sin, even our beloved Star Trek. Ambassador, feel free to go first. Sin it. Mm, um, yeah, I just, I watched a woman eat Sulu's food off of his tray and I just, yes! it really bothered me. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> My petty? Probably. No, that would piss me <laughs> off. I guess they're friends. But when that guy behind her is like, how would you like to have that yeoman deliver your food? And I'm like, I wouldn't. She ate it. Yeah. She ate my celery. There's so much of people putting things in their mouth on this one. There's there's not only her eating someone's food, and I'm just going to sin all of these. Um, The salt tablets. He just eats the salt tablets after there's, there's a poison, a piece of poison is something in this guy's mouth. Kirk just takes it out and basically just tries to eat it himself. I don't think that actually happened, but in my no. imagination, that's what was about to happen. It was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> so much. So much. I do love the suckers. The little tentacles that are on the, on the hands. They're amazing. Um, What did I have first? Um, uh, Overall sin, why are they alone on this planet? Oh, actually, we should mention this first. I This is an episode that we've actually sinned um so tv sins has actually seen oh really um the man trap we've that. actually done we've actually done a video on this i think it was aaron and jonathan that wrote it it was before my time um and i haven't seen it since it came out so these sins if they happen to overlap with the video awesome but i did not re-watch the video before um the episode 
Um, but yeah, you can definitely go and watch that after after listening to this on the TV Sins YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, why are they alone on this planet? Like, why are there two researchers on their own? It just seems like a bad idea. I'm sure they have, like, distress signal abilities and whatnot. But how much can two people actually do on a research on on a research planet like this seems weird it it seems weird until you see the setup for the actual and then it's fine yes other than for the story yeah, yes, yeah that yeah. makes sense yeah um my next one let's see uh, literally it's just stop touching things <laughs> <laughs> just stop here's a touching fun everything here's a fun one sin mm -hmm. why is kirk so fucking sweaty that's just <laughs> it that was my sin yeah well, him and Crater, like, on the planet, I think it's because it's, like, a desert planet, but so much so sweat. So much sweat. So sweat. So much glistening. It would be a silly sin, but I, I would I would just mm -hmm. find a funny way of throwing it out there every once in a while. Like, and yeah. why is he so sweaty? Sweaty. Um, so the, the, the second time they beam down to the planet, two of the blue shirts die, and it's green or darn now that gets taken over and they go back to the ship and then they uh nancy has gone missing and they're gonna scan everywhere kirk tells the transporter guy to beam up um one of the, whoever died so there's a he died let's bring him home but there's also a second dead body down there green's dead body is still down there so they should have when they were scanning they should have picked up the dead body as well Green is on the ship walking around, but it's the alien as Green. So Green's actual body is on the planet. So when they mm, scan it, they should point. immediately think, hang on a minute, Green's dead body is down there. <laughs> What's walking around yeah. the ship? And they'd never make that connection. Yeah, speaking of interesting scanning things, uh, Kirk or Spock is, is scanning the surface for Nancy and Dr. Mr. and Mrs. Crater. And mm. Spock says... Um, there's only one life form down there moving around, so it must be him because he's looking for something. That's just stupid. Yeah. Um, are males the only ones that just go looking for something? Because that's it was just a weird assumption to make. Yeah. That was true. It's a leap. It was. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was right. It was him. But I didn't. I didn't really. I didn't buy that leap in logic. Yeah, it's only right because you read the script. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um i <laughs> this is such a dumb sin and it would just be kirk picks up the wheat <laughs> and then hands it to mccoy i was like you should give your old flame some flowers and the sin would just be these are not flowers but but let's talk about my predictions that we always do out of order oh mother front door we forgot the predictions that's annoying okay ambassador your predictions were just refresh my memory uh, your general prediction is that there will be scantily clad women along with a music <laughs> bong <laughs> wow look at those hips and that's absolutely that was some happened. hip action that absolutely happened yeah that yeah. the the blonde lady in particular immediately was throwing on this some episode hip. immediately yeah. the women the the like when the yeah, females the appear curves. the music goes trying to hold back this feeling for so long you get that point, whatever the points mean. But if you got least... salt like you should, sugar. No wait, salt. No, salt, soda, mm -hmm. salt. Mm -hmm. I mean, so many people are getting assaulted in this episode. Oh, oh. Let's go. Uh. Let's go. <laughs> Just mass assault. Ow. 
Yeah. Ow. <laughs> Mental damage. I'm taking some psychic damage for that one. Oh, boy. Assaulted. Right. That's getting peppered. Um, <laughs> the oddly specific prediction was somebody has to escape, beat down the bar of, or, or beat. They have to escape from a trap by beating down the bars. Didn't happen. I'm sorry, Danae. That's okay, but I there were know. flowers involved. There were flowers. Yeah. They were wheat. You actually predicted something that happens in a different episode. It was, it was wheat, but it was nearly, Spock. It was nearly yes. correct. It's not flowers. Here's some grain. Give this grain to your former lover. Uh, I think it's your turn for a sin. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, let's just sin the horny men in the hallway. And oh, completely. Sin, I mean, like, yeah. Those are going to be, those would be easy ones that I could try to i'm like it's the future it's the 2200s people can we just stop it i would probably send gargoyles being on this planet um there's definitely some gargoyle action yeah so like on oh, the on the structures that are in the desert there's just like yeah a gargoyle or, or two just hanging out well, that's amazing part of the props department just hanging out oh i love it hanging out there yeah uh, how do we have an alien planet gargoyles we totally have gargoyles there we don't know why it's beautiful um duh, duh, duh. so i had the, the third dead body right okay this fucking sleeping pill let's get into it mccoy takes a sleeping pill to help him sleep but then gets called to the bridge and gets called to like medical stuff happening w were you on duty or were you not mccoy were you on call because if you're off duty but on call you shouldn't be taking a sleeping pill i'm gonna like, cancel if there's a chance one. you're getting Huh? The captain told him to get some sleep. Then the captain shouldn't have told him to get some sleep because he called him to the bridge. If there's a situation where he could potentially be getting called to the bridge, he should not be taking a sleeping pill. In general, don't take sleeping pills. <laughs> Naughty bones. Here's okay. a good sin from David who says, does Starfleet really send one of its 12 Constitution class starships to do physicals on a two-person archaeological team every <laughs> year? And is that why uh -huh. other starships are so often unavailable? Yeah. Yep. This is, this is, I, that's true. This entire uh episode exists because two people needed a physical <laughs> entire episode and it's the flagship as well like mm -hmm. why are you doing this did you just because you happen to be in the neighborhood perhaps but i it's a five-year mission to explore strange new worlds and you're just doing your very first mission is to refuel or to check on these researchers mm -hmm. yes yeah um i had one crater said that nancy died a year ago or was it two so he's lost track of the passage of time but if they're getting checked on every year that means that somebody's already checked on them did they bluff them and fudged did their they fudged, they fudged their everything yeah did they fudge everything they it's interesting it was just there were, i would may not be a sin there but it would be something to talk about anything else Danae? here's another sin from david who says kirk is really all up in bones's business about his old girlfriend actually everyone is really super <laughs> unprofessional on this mission he's giving him so much shit and then calls him plum in front of crater and like you know plum is the pet name of crater's wife for mccoy like this is Rude. all kinds of awkward yeah yeah and then you got this one guy who's on duty who tiptoes um, green or whatever his name is brown blue boy he like he just tiptoes after nancy who looks like the girl from the pleasure planet that he recently visited right first yep. of all you probably shouldn't go share get some don't share that out loud <laughs> never never you don't start conversations like you know she looks like the girl that i fapped to with my favorite porn site like you just don't do that you, that <laughs> you is something that, you keep yeah. to yourself in your own private time it's very true, especially when you've just met this person and you're like bottom tier as well. You're you should be a red shirt. Bottom tiers, exactly. This shouldn't be mm -hmm. about people's bottoms tiers. Is that what you're saying? Something no. like that. 
we don't we don't we're a, we're an evolved species today. we don't talk about oh, that i could do like a super super like dumb one not dumb but i could do like a nitpicky one that i only know from you which is that when you when the, you tell the transporter to beam up three humans and it beams up two humans and an alien that should probably be some sort of an <laughs> yeah. alarm system for your well this is that's a great sin actually because if it's project like at the beginning of the episode it looks like three different people so if it's projecting three different personas, uh, how, what is it choosing to... How is it being beamed up? Like, it should be an alien, right? It, unless it's it's hiding its its signature, it's hiding its species, everything. Like, this, this creature is super powerful. Like, it has incredible chameleon abilities. It sure does. It's overpowered. Don't put it in your D&D game tonight. Oh, okay. Super won't do that. It can be anybody. Uh, Flyboys, and why didn't Nancy kill McCoy when they were alone in his quarters? Was it plot armor? Because I think it was plot armor. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's fair. My There's so many reasons to die. My assumption in that moment is that the creature, I, I don't know why it needed him alive, because could have just gone out and acted like McCoy Yeah. at any point just in time. McCoy. I think yeah. I called McCoy Bones earlier. Yeah. Is there a Bones person? Yeah, that's his nickname. That's what Kurt calls him, Bones. And also Plum. Yeah. The idea is that um he that McCoy got a divorce and she took everything in the marriage except his bones. <laughs> According to the JJ Abrams movie. But I always assumed it was a doctor thing. He's a bone doctor. I don't know. I don't know what to believe right now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All of it. But but okay. Okay, they're the same person. Cool. Yeah, okay. Bones and McCoy, same person. It's slang for a frontier doctor. A Sawbone is a frontier doctor? Yeah, apparently. Okay, okay. Oh, uh, another thing that I wrote down was the communicator being a really horrible thing to take along with you on a sneak mission. <laughs> They're like sneaking around. Oh, like, shit. And then he basically is just like out in the open like, yes, I'm, I can hear you, Spock. I'm on a sacred mission. I'm glad you're where you're supposed to be. Heard. Click. Click, click, click. Smash, smash, move them around. And then they're quiet again. It's What's just such funny a silly part of storytelling. It actually happens in Star Trek Four when they, they go back in time to save the whales. He's having pizza with a lady. And his communicator does get beeped. It goes. And he pulls it out. And he's just like, I told you never to call me here. And it, they're just like, fine, okay, I guess he has a cell phone? What's going on? He did. Yeah, we said that. Uh, another great one from David Sin, yelling for people that you're looking for instead of calling them on the communicator or scanning for them with a tricorder. I don't think uh -huh. there are communicators then, right? I don't think... Or they weren't, um, they, weren't, I don't think, they weren't on the chest, they were in the pocket. They were in the pocket, yeah. yeah why they do have the do communicators. Do I, I think... I thought the they did try that and they weren't reacting. I think they weren't responding to their calls. <laughs> But that was really funny when they're just out there going, Carl! <laughs> Carl! Green! Carl! <laughs> <laughs> just get the Enterprise to scan the planet for crying out loud. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. So, 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 so much. Um, hmm. I think that's all the sins that I've got for today. The rest of them we'll try to cover yeah. in the show. We'll try and do more in the live show. In the live show. Um, after the show. Well, really glad you enjoyed that, Ambassador. Next week, we will continue on Monster Medley, but we're going to be shifting into some Season 1 TNG with Conspiracy. 
Now, I've already another... s- I've already seen it. <laughs> yes. At the recording of this podcast, I've already seen it, and I can't tell you yes. what I thought about it. In live chat, who is watching nope. this, I am trying not to give it away with my expression. Another divisive episode, but I do. It does fit the bill of having interesting monsters. Um, yes, we have recorded that episode because there will be no live show next week as we have a Christmas break. But the podcast will be out in your podcast feed on the usual day, Wednesday, which I think will be Wednesday. This one's coming out Wednesday, the twenty seventh. So that'll be Wednesday, the third, I believe, by as we take next week off. Looks at the calendar. Please stand by. Yes, but yes, next week's episode will be conspiracy for your rewatching um, pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Today's reaction to the ending is is worth the price of admission alone. And the Which price is a free show, is free. so it's perfect. It's a free show. It's so a it's free amazing. show. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Have an amazing holiday period, however you celebrate it, whether it be with people alone or with Star Trek. I'll be with Star Trek. And yeah, drop us an email, captainspod at cinemasins.com. Find us on Twitter at captainspodcs. Um, and join the Discord, discord.gg slash cinemasins. Give us some episode recommendations for monsters and stuff. I have the next couple of episodes planned out. Actually, I have the next two episodes planned out. So send some suggestions for your favorite monsters, and I'm sure we'll watch those episodes. And don't forget to send in your favorite um, strange love episodes. Yes, strange love episodes. Not Dr. Strange Love episodes, but... No. <laughs> episodes including strange love that's weird anyway until next week i actually until next week hold on a second technically this episode would have been a perfect example of a strange love episode because it was a salt it was a salt monster and mr crater (laughs) no yeah i guess i guess that vaguely fits the bill amazing well until next week i'm captain ian and mysteries give me a bellyache and why don't you tell me that i'm an attractive young lady (laughs) spock fucker See how it's just different depending on how yeah. you deliver it. Yeah, just, completely. It, it totally changes. What's perfect is that Vulcan is that Spock's reaction will be exactly the same. <laughs> there are no moons on Vulcan. You're not wrong. And live long and Potspur. Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through Captain's Pod at Cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit Cinemasins.com. To the shuttle bay, shuttle bay, shuttle bay. Cargo bay. Cargo bay. I mean, we can cargo do it bay. in the shuttle bay Car- if you want. We're in the shuttle cargo bay, bay. Just wants the salt. Is, this is I mean, so I mean, is it a lie though? Is it a lie? Yeah, because, absolutely. A hundred percent. If this creature whoa. could have kept Crater alive, it killed him. Oh, he's bro- He's frozen. Now the question is, which one of us is frozen and which one of us is live? Am I alive? Am I frozen? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to think. Am I alive? Is he alive? Is it just him? Are, are you saying that it's just him that's fine? Am, am I fine? Who's you? Is it you that's fine? Is it me? It's just him. We see Danae. You're not frozen, Danae. Oh. Power cut. Every, so thank goodness the power cut only affected the internet and the lights. So everything went dark internet went dead recording kept going pc kept going like i i i've just chosen deity of choice like whatever the salt monster everything the salt monster watches over us can anybody tell me what i was about to say
<laughs> what was I talking about? I want to make this as seamless as possible, selfishly. We were very near the end of the kill it, save it debate. Yeah. Damn Nick, it. Nick is right. That's what we were talking about. I don't know why you ask the chat for help and then you don't believe the chat. No, I no, I believe them. I'm just struggling to remember. Ian would have known. So would have known it was a salt monster. And they were saying that the creature could have kept the guy alive. But, oh yes, I remember. Does it need love? That was it. <clears throat> but what if it does need love? What if? This was from David Fair. But if they had. Run the second pilot where no man mm. has gone before. First, that would have been a much stronger start. That's an, this is when we were talking about the first uh, episode of the show. Uh huh. It's interesting. A lot of people say that actually. Flyboy says it was enough to hook me. Of course, TV uh, SF at the time was lost in space and voyage to the bottom of the sea. So this compared very favorably. Yeah, I bet it did. NBC wanted it as the introduction because it had a monster in it. Oh, interesting. Understands. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. that makes sense. Understandable. So you thought that I was going to hate it? 100%. Yeah, genuinely. I thought you would despise this episode and just want to be done with, with TOS. Just because of the sexual, like, mistreating no, of not, women? Not really, because I know you'll kind of give it some grace for that. But it was more just like the pacing and how... It does have a good mystery, but it does take a long while to get through it, I think. Yeah. And like everything's very muted. So like McCoy is quite muted. Kirk is quite muted. We haven't found like the passion yet other than when Kirk slams McCoy for like daydreaming about his, maybe I was just looking at her because she's pretty and, and I was in love with her. And he's like, damn it, man. I don't care. I have a dead man. Let's talk One about of my that crew real people quick. is dead. Hold on a second. Because there was something that I, I, I picked up on the episode that I kind of wanted to just chat about real quick. And that was that. Mr. Crater says, when Nancy sees you again, she will choose what you see. Mm, uh -huh. Like, alluding that she looked like she hadn't aged and Nancy yeah. was going to fix that. So, I think that, that Bones was about to say, well, what's interesting is that when I saw her the second time, because he said she hadn't aged at all, but then mm -hmm. when, and it, I immediately think that he's about to say she looks like she's aging which would have given them a clue that there was something mm. going on visually even earlier in no, the episode they just brush it to one but side kirk no cuts him off yeah have, and i think if kirk hadn't cut him off bones probably would have revealed because none of them would have been telling each other they were seeing weird shit because then it wasn't weird to any of them except for green who absolutely sees an saw entirely different weird human <laughs> It's amazing. I mean, if only, like, what if Green had actually described, but I guess you wouldn't describe what you're seeing. Like, oh, what wonderful blonde hair you have. I guess uh, right. in this episode, they probably yeah, would, but exactly. not usually. Yeah. It is, it is interesting. I do, um, I, I do like that perception point of view. Like, they all just assume McCoy is seeing what he wants to see because he has this fond memory of her. Right. Which we all, we all do stuff like that. For the 66 tv season all three networks broadcast everything in color for the first time can't find data on it yet but in 64 only 30 or 3.1 percent of tv households had color sets less than three percent of households uh had a tv interesting Wait, less than three percent of households households with tvs oh got it yeah yes hardly anyone had a color tv you just wouldn't appreciate most no. of this episode you could you could yeah but i think so much a lot of it is in the color like you just get the comparison must be just incredible uh, who do you think would win, Moopsie versus Salt Monster? I love this ongoing thing that it's just Moopsie versus yep. whatever monster of the week it is. That's amazing. Um, 
I think Moopsie wins this because the salt monster has bones. I don't know how... I guess it's who can suck faster. Like, or if can, this creature can look like another Moopsie character and then come up on it and kill it. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, you're assuming I that Moopsies don't eat wins. other Moopsies. I think salt monster wins. But I think Moopsies might just eat other Moopsies as well. I think it's all about how quick the salt monster can suck salt versus the, oh, the Moopsie sucking bones. Mm. Whoever wins that race or they both lose. Let's do it. Okay. Let's go. I'm ready. So I'm we're going to go live. We're, we're doing <laughs> the thing. <laughs> <laughs>